Last time, the small group quickly and quietly explored the halls of the castle, making their plans of attack. Gormith recommended they drive their foes into a bottleneck so that they couldn't attack all at once. As they planned the hallways, they stumbled into a room off the way, the study of Kirith Isubadi. You even snuck around the arcane office and found a magically hidden box, a blood box. He inspected it without much luck, and when he attempted to remove it to the hallway where Grana was keeping watch, he found that he was unable to remove it physically from the room. They decided to hide it until after the battle and resumed their appraisal of their soon-to-be battlegrounds. After some planning, they were forced to modify slightly as the Stone Fist began to exit their meeting. Yeven attracted their attention as planned, but was paralyzed off-plan. The battle began in earnest, and it was quick to see that the three heroes had grown. Where they previously struggled to take even one leader down, now with enough struggle, they took them all down. All except Kirith Isubadi, whom they trapped and unheroically tortured to get to open the box. With the last of his blood, the box opened, and they found themselves in possession of the key to the Dragon City in the northmost ancient port of Drim. Torturing this man. Uh, Even has no regrets. We got the task done. Task is done. Mister always giving Grana shit about breaking the Geneva Convention. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I'm involved, you know we haven't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cormeth is Geneva. Yeah. I can't break my own convention. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, That's how. That's how that works. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Mm. So. You see a few random guards sort of flee this castle when they realize that their entire leadership is dead on the floor outside of their hall. They they what? seem pretty low they, level. They don't want to fight us. <laughs> you I you say blood yet. seeping down your face, none of it your own. <laughs> uh. So you all have this key. Is there anything else that you wanted to do in this castle before you head north? Yes. We should probably take a long rest before we leave. Rate it. So one thing that I will say is the trip is going to take a few days. So you'll okay. have a chance to rest. You'll have a few okay. chances to rest. Um, we should check out yeah. that armory. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I want to start searching. I want to I want to search bodies for keys. And I want to try and open this armory. Yeah, good idea. <clears throat> okay. And I, I'm going to do the same thing. I want to focus on the leadership because, like, these little grunt asses, like, they don't have anything. Come on. Like, maybe the key to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to search the grunts anyway. Maybe they got something fun on them, like, you know, another deck of illusions or something. Yeah, go ahead and roll investigation checks. Cool. Uh, 19. Another natural 20. All right. I just want to point out that you were like, you should, you should like roll some more. And I rolled after that one and I got a 19 and then I got another natural 20. Wow. All right. You got that. Now you've used them all up. I know. I'm going to roll natural ones for the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Gron, are you also looking or? 
I don't really care to look at the bodies. Um, I kind of want to look through any like papers or books that Kiris had, see if there's if there's any mention of like Dask has a vulnerability to this. So watch <laughs> I wrote out it down this. so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll, I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, so, uh, Cormethan, you even go ahead and roll me D100s. Okay. I um, got a 79. I got a, a <laughs> 10 40 and then a zero. So is that a 40? Yeah. Okay, cool. You even go ahead and roll me a D10. A D10. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I got a two. Okay. You you rifle around on some of these grunts, some of the, the folks. You find various amounts of gold, probably about 200 in total. Uh, you find one person with this dust in a bag, probably Eric, that, you know, has a sort of a weird smell to it. And oh. you also find uh, one regular potion of healing. Hey, sick. I got me some sugar booger. Some booger sugar. Some sugar booger. <laughs> the old sugar booger. You know, the one that gleams in the sunlight and somebody picks off of you and eats it themselves. Oh, it's... <laughs> okay. Corby, you roll me a D10 too. A D10 as well? Okay. Yeah. No, the D10, the sequel to D10, which is also a D10. 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 Okay. So that's a nine. Okay. Interesting. Yes. I like the sounds of that. Cormies, you find you find two things. You okay. find on the body of Nath a red potion. Not the kind of red that you would see in a healing potion, but more like a burgundy. Okay. You also find a scroll. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to take those back to, because those sound like items that Grana m- might have seen or be familiar with. Um she's like the primary magic he's like i know even it, it like does magic but like grana's like the primary magical like person i guess as far as cormie's yeah. concerned you you um, two do magic but uh, grana like can turn into a a, a big yeah, dog exactly so mm-hmm. i'm gonna take the uh scroll back to grana so looking at uh let, let's just pick the potion here um i want to use detect magic Mm-hmm. And see if I can like figure out maybe like just what kind of school this this potion might be from like magic field or whatnot. Okay. Uh, Constitution is my spellcasting ability. Yeah. Um. You see that this is some kind of transmutation magic in this potion. Oh. If I roll a nat twenty, can I get like one more sentence? <laughs> like, if there is a sentence, if not, damn it, I just wasted it. <laughs> sure, go ahead. I did. I rolled a nat oh, twenty. That's the reason. You rolled I a nat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cormith, you bring this potion up to your face to investigate it. And as you are looking into it with eyes looking to detect magic, you see that in addition to this burgundy, just within uh, the inside is this richer golden color that seems to be swirling around. uh, And you can identify this essentially as a potion of speed. Ooh, cool. Oh man, that can come in super handy. Because yeah, I've already got high movement speed. So like a potion of speed, I'm going to be like Usain <laughs> Bolt out there. Okay, cool. Uh, and I want to take the scroll back and, and just tell, uh, Rana, I found this on Nath. Because it was not on Nath, right? Um, yeah. The two items. Okay. I found this on Nath. Does this look like something you know of? Yeah, I just want to like show her the scroll. See if she knows what's up. Is it something I can read or should I roll or cast Identify? 
Uh, Cormith, go ahead and roll me another D100. Sure. Okay, we've got 36. Yeah, Grana, you you look at this scroll. It definitely has magic to it. It seems to be some kind of spell scroll. Um, and as you uh, as you unfurl it, you see it is a scroll of primordial ward. So basically, anyone can use this spell scroll to cast this spell as an action. And whoever you cast it on, I guess in this case, it only works for self. So whoever casts it has resistance to acid, cold, fire, lightning, and thunder damage for the spell's duration, which is one minute. It is concentration. When you take damage of one of those types, you can use your reaction to gain immunity to that type of damage, including against the triggering damage. If you do so, the resistance is end, but you have immunity until the end of your next turn, at which time the spell ends. Interesting. Okay. So so if I understand that right, you can, if you uh, like get hit by acid, you have resistance to it, but you could use your reaction to gain immunity to acid, but then all the resistances go away, but you still have the immunity to acid. Okay, cool. And then you probably found like 150 gold Cormeth as well. Sweet, dude. I'm rolling. Cormeth, let's see. How much gold do I have? Uh, enough. Um, yeah, like, uh, inventory. I have it's like 150. I'm stacking it. I got 1,456 gold. Yeah. So I'm not I'm having gonna... y'all. Y'all don't really need to buy a lot of things anymore. No. <laughs> no, it's but true. when we Got do it. need to, I can't wait. I've also got, a... I wish we could stop by Garesby on the way home. I wish we could stop <laughs> by the Sky Giant place because I've still got 39 of those bad boys like <laughs> ready to be spent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume Granted probably tells me this. Like, It's a scroll of Primordial Ward. It's weird that Nath hadn't used it yet. That would have really come in <laughs> handy for her. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'll hold on to that then because I feel like I'll probably be the one taking a lot of this, da- like, or at least the most exposed to these kinds of damages. So. Sure. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Can I investigate the magic powder that smells weird? Yeah. How are you going to investigate <laughs> yeah. it? Can I, like, gum a little bit of it with my pinky? <laughs> Why are you on a cocaine thing today? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. What else would he do? I don't know what this <laughs> right. is. All right, can I roll an Arcana check, I guess? Yeah, you can. That's a 17 on my Arcana check. All right, yeah, you you identify this as dust of sneezing and choking. Ooh, oh, oh, fun. That would have been really bad to, like, gum a little bit of that. It sure would have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, I'm yeah. generous. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Grana, <laughs> you look around for papers. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead and roll me an investigation check. I really hope you find like a moleskin that just says like Dask's weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> First roll was a nat one. Here we go. That's a 21. Okay. okay. Nice. You uh, look around. You don't see anything with just Dask's weaknesses <laughs> written down because why would Kirith ever do that? I'm looking for like a diary or something. I don't know. <laughs> a journal. Go ahead and make an intelligence check for me. <laughs> 10. <laughs> yeah, nothing important in here, really. You look at, there's a bunch of know. random notes uh, with like assorted spells, but like they don't seem to correlate in a lot of ways. God damn it, Grana. Don't you have a keen eye for documents and paperwork given that you're a teacher? Like, come on, dude. Well, I scanned it real quick and didn't see anything. Hey, there's more than one kind of education system, (laughs) Cormeth. Yeah, I'm Um, I'm from a rural area, okay? And I'm from the school of It's a Montessori school where they don't read. It is. It is is a Montessori school. (laughs) 
Garaw uh, has been also sort of like looking around at some of these things and goes, well, I'm, I suppose I'll head back to the the underground. I'm going to spread the news that the leadership is dead. I'm, there's so much to do now. Good Take luck. Take care. Get a good See rest. See you later. Drink lots of chocolate milk after that fight. You'll need the protein. Already on it. You see he's wearing a little hat with chocolate milk on either side and oh, straws. You're like, what? Dude, <laughs> Where'd he get that? <laughs> he took it off of <laughs> Eric. Where'd you buy that? God, <laughs> Eric. A better. Never mind, imagine? I didn't get that from my ship. <laughs> Even is over by the armory trying to figure out how to open this thing. Uh, make an investigation or an arcana check. I got a 13. No idea. This thing is solid. All right. Well, uh, let's start searching. Uh, we can we can fan out. Uh, let's see. So, I guess I'm gonna say uh, like, Grana, and even let's spread out and see if we can find that key. There's not like a keyhole on this big vault oh. door. Oh, oh, oh guys, sorry, it? I misunderstood. <laughs> like, even literally does not see any way to open this. Um, I'm gonna make my way towards the entrance then, I guess, because we gotta start making our way north, right, towards Dragon City. Yeah, so just out of curiosity, though, are y'all doing anything else with the stone fist or are you just sort of, I mean, not that I expect you to clean up, but I'm just sort of curious if there's anything else you do to, like, announce or do anything with these bodies. I throw down the two of spades. (laughs) It's my calling card. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in classic us fashion, we should probably pluck out their eyes. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) God. And carry them around on Koromit's belt. <laughs> yeah, dude, just belt full of eyes. I can see all around me. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that what you did to Dask? Uh, no, I just took well, one of his no. eyes. No. He didn't scoop them out. He got them from Dask when their head exploded. Oh, okay. And then well, somebody else got squished to death. <laughs> and I think then he just sort of like. Yeah, it happens. Should we set is, should we set their eyes? heads on pikes outside the door? Mm-mm. What is with y'all? <laughs> Good lord. Man. No, what the hell? I build <laughs> one castle man. and y'all go all medieval. <laughs> For We're real. Not Vikings. Dude. I leave a note saying, you know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> you all head out of the castle and you head out into town. You see that clearly the news is already sort of spreading that there was some kind of bloodbath up at the castle and you all are, you know, a little bit bloody. So people are, you know, sort of wary of you. Um, but there's sort of mixed with this air of like, does this mean things are going to get better now? But you you do hear murmurs of people talking about, what about the Indo Ethere? As you, as you make your way out of town, you call and hop onto the Grandpa Geg and start making your way north and you you sort of all pile on now, I guess. Uh, Beak Beak hangs out, like, on top of the cabin, so he's not really Hell in the way. Hell yeah. I bet his feathers look so good in the wind. Like, I bet Beak Beak looks handsome as fuck. Roll a performance check for Beak Beak. That's a plus zero, so it'd be a 19 then. Beak Beak looks so incredibly majestic. <laughs> his feathers are glistening. He looks like he is really, like, settled in to being on top of uh, this ship. You know, he seems content, uh, which is good because he's been through some tough times lately. Man, all right. Well, Cormeth, who needs a good long rest, is going to fall asleep smiling. Aw. Where does he fall asleep? Does he go to his room like, or does he go up into, does he go up and like lean against Beak Beak? I gotta he, know. Like, like he's like leaning up against the, like a railing or like a wall or something, like looking up at Beak Beak, seeing, seeing his friend and ally 
Like keeping okay. lookout and looking good. Yeah, so I'll say uh, you're on sort of like the the very front part of the ship where there's there's a bit of a you know railing heading oh, up yeah. and you All right. and you sort of leaned up against that watching Beak Beak. Hell yeah. Love it. Okay. And Cormie's gonna take a nap. Okay, so you all can take a long rest as you begin yes. heading north. Cool. Right, man, I was down to 27 hit points. I really needed that rest. I have Bardic Inspiration. Does that survive the long rest or does that go away? No, okay. it definitely goes away. Okay, cool. Hey, I mean, uh, the long rest I'll take it no matter what. Like, <laughs> As you are making your way north, one of you go ahead and give me a survival check. I will. Let's see. Okay, that is a 15. 15? Okay. So you all begin traveling north. As you are passing through these fields, some of them are are ruined. Some of them uh, look to be uh, getting by still. But you do notice that there are more random wandering undead. And you all are able to make it through these pastures without without encountering any of them. They don't seem to become aggressive against you on this first day, but it is definitely an insight into how much uh, things have changed since you were last here. You get most of the way to probably about Averling on the, the first day. It's a little bit complicated because you're getting out of Drimlel. You all make it to at least partway destination for today. So go ahead and roll me your next survival check. I'll do it this time. Yep. Cool. Oof. That's a nine. A nine? Okay. I also want to point out that I do have a plus seven to survival. And I was going to say, what happened to your rolls, big boy? Like, Yeah. Yeah. It was almost a nat 20, if that helps. Oh, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, damn. <laughs> You all uh, make it up past Averling. Um, you see these scorched fields where they have been under siege for a long time. And you pass through and you enter the Western Mountains. It's a very different mountain range than the, the Mezzanol. The Mezzanol yeah, okay. are these huge ancient mountains that tower so far above everything on the continent. Whereas these mountains are smaller they're warmer. You notice the greenery goes all the way up them, and they are very beautiful. But there's this, there's this peace that you find uh, up in this northern area. But it's interrupted as the sun begins to set, and uh, you all start to feel a chill on your necks. Uh, go ahead and make perception checks for me. All right. Uh, 22. Uh, 15. You even got an 18. You all are, are standing on this deck in, in your various spots on the ship. And as this chill overcomes you, you look up to see from the right side of your ship rapidly approaching our three wraiths. Uh-oh. We've got a wraith problem. Go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Uh, 21. Is that 24 for Yeven? God, I got a four. <laughs> Yeven, you are up first. All right. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to cast a first level protection from good and evil on myself. Okay. It's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I'll give Gag some bardic inspiration since he's probably got some radiant damage up his sleeve. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to end my turn. Okay. Cormies. I am going to hold an action and that at so so these wraiths 
I assume are probably at some point going to cast a spell. Um, and I am going to hold an attack action, actually, um, to cut to to cut down a spell if one gets cast my way. Okay, then that's going to be the wraith. <laughs> the first wraith is going to uh, approach Beak Beak, <laughs> and you see it flies through Beak Beak and out the other side, um, and then that's a twenty-five to hit. Oh yeah! Oh hell yeah! It does. <laughs> Wow, that was very lucky for Beak Beak. <laughs> he takes 10 necrotic damage. Oof. Beak Beak needs to make a constitution saving throw. Okay, 21. Okay, yeah, he's okay. But he he has definitely was drained a bit by that. Uh, another is going, to, is going to reach out and attempt to assail Gag with this sort of cold energy. Uh, that's an eight. Gag resists this. You know, you see there's this faint glow about him. And the third will go, I guess, to Yeevan, so it'll have disadvantage. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a 16 to hit. That does not hit. Yeevan, you also resist this thing's cold, undead spectral hands. Neat. Uh, And that's going to be Gag. Gag is going to do a divine smite. He definitely hits. He does 18 damage to this, this wraith. Nice. All right. And for his second attack, he swings out normally and just barely misses. So he tries to bite. He does hit with his bite. Woo. So he bites into this cold creature uh, for seven damage. Ice cream. Which is max bite. Uh, yeah, he does go, ugh, brain freeze. <laughs> Grana. I'm gonna cast Moonbeam. Okay. So right centered on this point so that it's hitting both of them. It's got a five foot radius. Okay. Yeevan. Uh, Yeevan is going to whisper some dissonant whispers at this uh, wraith right in front of him. We'll okay. do that at a fourth level, I guess. All right, that's a DC 17 wisdom saving throw. That's a seven. Hey, that's going to fail, so it's going to take 66 psychic damage. Okay. Damn uh, so nice, that's 18, dude. Yeah, Six. that's 18 psychic damage. Hell yeah. Okay. And uh, it takes and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from me. Great. Do I get an attack of opportunity? Yeah, you see this thing, like, throws up its arms uh, and begins just, like, shooting away from you. Go ahead and make your attack. Cool. That's a 16 to hit? Yeah. I got the maximum amount of damage I could do with Curse Biter, so that's 11 piercing damage. Nice. Okay. It only takes six damage. Ah, rip. Even though Curse Spider's a magical weapon? Mm Mm-hmm. Shit. Its spectral form wavers. All right. Cormeth, you you think uh, from 60 feet away in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Beak Beak take some damage and, uh, or, like, I saw Beak Beak take a hit and, and wince, and it looks like things on the other side of the ship are going relatively well. So I'm going to uh, go into a rage and move to engage this POS over here, right there. <laughs> so I'm going to move over there. Uh, yeah, Beak Beak is on the part that's uh, up a bit. So okay. you, you'll just have to climb up there, but that's not a problem. It's just, you just have to use 10 feet of your movement to get up there, but I'm no pretty problem. sure you can make it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to move in to engage this Wraith. So I'm going to swing with Doom Killer. Doom Killer's a magical weapon, but I have a feeling I know how this is going to go. So my first attack is a dirty 20. Yeah. All right. 
Do you want me to roll damage on that or roll my second attack? Roll your second attack. Okay, cool. And my second attack is a 29. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. So the first attack is going to be 5 and 6 is 11, plus 6 is 17, plus 3 is uh, 20 slashing damage. Okay, it takes 10. Yeah, I thought so. And the You added the range in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and the next one is 10 plus 6, 16, and 3 uh, is 19 slashing damage. Okay, so again, 10. Yeah, okay. Okay, anything else with your turn? Oh, yeah, Beak. so Beak Beak is going to go in uh, for the attack. Going in with the Beak. That's going to be a 23 to hit. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that is going to be 6 and 4. That's going to be 10 piercing damage. Okay, so it does 5. Yep. <laughs> and then Beak Beak's coming in with the claws. All right, uh, plus 6. That's going to be a 16 to hit. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, and that is going to be 2d6 plus 4. So let's roll that, and that's a five and a six. Damn, I've been rolling these damage dice relatively well. That's 11 and four, that's 15 slashing damage. All right, it takes eight. All right, well, that was a decent round at least. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, those Um, damage dice rolls were like, hell, even if it's half. This uh, wraith reaches out to you now, Koramith, and is going to make an attack on you. Does a 12 hit? Uh, Nope, nope, just barely. Good lord, these raids are really embarrassing themselves. <laughs> uh, the, the one in front of Gag starts its turn and uh, gets a 14 on its save for the Moonbeam. Oh, um, that'll fail. Yeah, three, so that's 18 damage. It also begins to flicker, um, but it makes Lights its attack out. on Gag. That's a nat 20 on Gag. Oh no. Rip. Maybe Gag has resistance to necrotic? Uh, absolutely he does. he does. He might even be immune to it. He's not. Damn. That's a lot of so fucking damage. Takes, Holy shit. He takes 16 damage with his resistance to all damage. Damn. Um, all right. And then he's going to make a constitution saving throw. He's got that bardic inspiration. I don't know if he's going to uh, need he, it, but. He doesn't need it. He got sick. a 22. <laughs> he's dandy. The third wraith. Is there anything that says it ends, like that running away thing? Yeah, it just uses its reaction to do that. Okay. So it, the race it doesn't, flies it doesn't back continue in. to do that, yeah. Um, it's going to fly in towards Grana. No. Because it is sort of wary of this big old moonbeam. Oh, yeah, also this one uh, moves over here. It is going to reach out and uh, attack Grana. That's a 19 to hit. Mm-hmm, that You take 14 necrotic damage. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. 18. You're fine. Okay. I, I should roll for constitution, I believe. Yeah, for your co- concentration on the moonbeam. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. Okay. That's going to be Gag, who's going to continue to attack this foe. Uh, easily hits, does nine damage, which gets halved to five. And then is going to use a bonus action for a, a wrathful smite. So this thing is going to make a wisdom saving throw, um, which it fails. So Gag does an additional six psychic damage, uh, and this thing becomes uh, frightened of Gag. Yes. Y'all are intimidating the shit out of these undead. Hell yeah. Um, It is flickering a lot now, but it's not its turn, so it can't run away. So Gag is going to bite it. The the wraith, not, you know, it. (laughs) Just he's down, he's down and out. Gag dies of old age. No. Sorry to tell y'all. 
God, I hope he does. <laughs> Just not right now. Just not right, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Man, I really hope Skag bites it in the middle of this battle from a heart attack. <laughs> I hope we all die from old age. Like oh, Grod just honest. whispers, see you, bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay, Grana's okay. turn. <laughs> okay. See you, bitch. <laughs> I'm... That's <laughs> so mean. Um, I'm just going to move my moonbeam to, like, one of these two so that it will hit the wraith here. Yeah, that works. Yeah, and you don't have any bonus actions or anything? Any movement? No, I'll just stay. I'll just stay here. Okay. Yeven? All right. Yeven is going to cast a little bit of chill touch on the one that's fighting Grana. Okay. That is a... Ooh, it's not very good to hit. That's a 13 to hit. That hits. <laughs> Oh my goodness! They're just sort of ghosts in bad robes. I yeah, I guess. Uh, it takes sixteen necrotic damage. It takes zero damage. That was a bad choice, bud. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I but hit an heal. undead target, it also has disadvantages on attack rolls against you until the end of your next turn. All well, right. That's nice. You sort of already had that with the other spell, but... I did, cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love you, dude. Look, I didn't burn a spell slot on it, so I don't feel terrible right. about it, but I do That's feel good. bad about not contributing. Bonus action? Uh, Yeah, I will give Bardic Inspiration to Grana. Okay. Okay. Cormeth? All right, I'm just going to continue hacking at this son of a bitch in front of me because he t he took a little a little swipe a rooney but it didn't land anywhere. So, yeah, I'm pretty pissed off that this rate is so bad at combat. Um, <laughs> that's that's going to be a, It's going to be a 26 to hit. Yeah, that's twice its AC. And then uh 22. Okay. So, um all right. So, 25 slashing damage. Okay, so it uh, takes 13. Yeah. It starts flickering. And then going in with my second attack. Fuck, I never rolled for Wild Surge. <laughs> well, you can do that after you finish this attack. Sure, yep. It's 26 slashing damage. Okay, it takes 13. All right. It is then, flickering very badly. Very badly. <laughs> so I'm going to roll Wild Surge. I don't think it's going to really matter too much. I rolled an 8. So that is a beam of brilliant light lances out from your chest in a five foot wide, 60 foot long line. Each creature in the line must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 2d8 radiant damage and be blinded until the start of my next turn. Okay. Um, what kind of save? Constitution? Uh, constitution, yeah. It got a 12. Okay, awesome. So it is going to uh, take 2d8 radiant damage and be blinded until the start of my next turn. Roll the Ooh. dice. All right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, some reason I was like, you, like, you roll that. No, I roll that. Oh, <laughs> fuck ass. Five radiant damage. <laughs> it's something. Um, Go ahead and uh, roll one of the dice again. Okay. Six. So what's that total? 11 radiant damage total. 
Okay. Yeah, you see this rage sort of builds up slowly in you, and when it does, it explodes out of your chest in the form of this brilliant beam. This thing cowers in the sunlight and just completely dissipates, its cold helm falling to the ground. Hell yeah. Nice. Out of curiosity, have... and the grandpa, you know what? I'm going to assume the grandpa gag is still in motion. Yeah, so I was actually going to ask that because, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if the, I assumed we're all in motion together, that the rates kind of like yes. intercepted us. Okay. Yes, uh, because cool. they're they're just sort of eerily floating. So this helm falls to the ground and just instantly you leave it behind. Cool. All um, right. I've got an idea now. All right. That's Beak Beak. So Beak Beak is going to turn and address the one that's attacking gag. Like just right. like flutter on down from the top. Um, and go for a beak attack. 13? That hits. Yes. All right. And that is uh, 1d8 plus 4. I've been okay. That's a one fuck. <laughs> Five piercing damage. But have to two. <laughs> have to three. Three. Okay. Um, and beak beak is going to be frustrated with himself and really concentrate on this claw attack. And that's going to be a nat one. <laughs> Woof. Oh. Uh, his frustration gets the better of him. Grana, unless you want to give some bountiful luck. Yeah, I'll use my reaction. To give all right, all luck. right. I'm switching die out. <laughs> Fuck that blue one. Okay, beak, beak. Roll. It gets another nat one. <laughs> oh, God. All right, it was meant to be. Yeah, this wraith, <laughs> this wraith just like passes through beak, beak's head. Um, Shit. Beak, beak sort of like uh, takes a couple of like, he shifts backwards on his on his legs, but this wraith is flickering pretty badly. Um, uh, damn it. <laughs> that is the Wraith's turn. So it's going to make a constitution saving throw. That's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. All right. Ooh, 22 radiant damage. Cool. It had four hit points. <laughs> <laughs> this thing turns to Beak Beak to take over and like goes to lunge forward, but just disintegrates in this light of the moonbeam and its helmet falls to the ground with a thud and is left behind. The final Wraith... These are a bad one to like come across you in the motion because frankly, most of their powers are a uh, bud kiss. Uh, so it's just gonna do the same thing. That's a nat 20 though, so sorry. Okay. So Grana, this thing looks at its where its fellow wraiths have failed and landed uh, and it turns to you and its hands begin to glow with this, this cold light and you take 36 damage as it grabs into Ooh. you. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. I didn't like that. That hurt. That's a five. Yikes. Grana, your hit point maximum is reduced by 36. Oh, hello. And then it is going to fly up here. That will be Gag. Gag is going to make an attack that will definitely hit. Um, So he is going to do eight damage and then we'll strike again. Uh, hits, does uh, seven damage, and then bites out uh, <laughs> really well. That's a 23, and does another three damage. This thing is flickering pretty badly. Grana? All right, I'm gonna try to hit it with Thorn Whip. Okay. So, really? Um, that is a 14 to hit? Yeah. Yes. Nine damage. What kind of damage? Piercing damage. So that'll be five. I'm also gonna dissolve the moonbeam. Stop okay. concentrating on that. All right, even. All right, I'm just gonna hurl some uh, some dissonant whispers at this thing. I'll do it at a second level. 
Okay. It needs to make a DC 17 wisdom saving throw. How do you like a six? I personally like it very much. <laughs> uh, because now it takes 12 psychic damage. Even you cast this dissonant whispers at this final wraith and it looks at you, its eyes glowing underneath this icy helmet. And as it looks at you, the, the voice of a woman long dead says... You are the one that they are looking for. And as this dissonant whispers uh, hits the final wraith, it its helmet falls to the ground uh, and it is gone. Uh, All right. Well, we got yeah. through that. Did anybody else hear that? Gag? Yep. I heard that. I'm, I guess that sort of makes sense. The Induithir I mean, are probably trying to hunt us down right now. At this point, who isn't looking for us? Honestly, they're probably dang. pretty irresponsible in their jobs. It could be either Dask or Leander. with your, or, or both. Some third option. True. Ugh, I don't like that. You all continue onwards uh, after that troubling interaction. Go ahead and roll a third survival check for me, and you can take a long rest. I'll I'll roll this one. That's a nat one. <laughs> Okay. Well, okay, even you're rolling all the rest. Go ahead and uh, somebody roll me a d6. I'll do that. Yeah, I'm done rolling for these. <laughs> so three. Yeah, there's no giving shit about people for their bad rolls without following that with a bad roll. That's <laughs> Absolutely. True. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. This area hasn't been super populous. You know, the mountains have always been sort of sparse, even though they are green and beautiful, they're still very difficult to live in. You know, there's not like a dwarf population here either. So, you know, it's mostly hermits or various nomads coming through here. But there is a small town that you find. And when you come across it, just everyone is dead. Christ. All right, well. We haven't been here before, right? No, you've never been. Uh, none of you have actually ever been up uh, this far north uh, in Northwest. That was, that was a comment on how much we slaughter people. I was checking with the <laughs> yeah. group. We <laughs> haven't been here, right? <laughs> these, these mountains don't look very familiar to me. <laughs> I've never been here either. Uh, can I see what they're... Can I try and make an investigation check to see whether or not I can tell what the cause of death was? Yeah, are you, are you going in closer to the town? Yeah, that's what I was curious about, too. I figured. Mm. Do we have the choice to not go into the town? I mean, I have never given you a telescope. So I guess it's more my question is like, you know, how do you want to investigate from okay. afar? Yes. I, well, I mean, yeah. I guess Evan's going to start walking towards the town. Walking? We're on uh, a ship. Or I guess we can take the boat <laughs> in there. I figured maybe yeah. we'd leave the boat out here, but... Okay. No, if there's Are space you... for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. a, right a town. Yeah. Yeah, you all aboard this ship head into town, and you see that there's just sort of people lying around on the ground. They don't seem, like, necessarily particularly bloodied. Uh, go ahead and make perception checks. All right. That's a 17 for Yeevan. Straight up and down 10. I got an 18. Grana and Yeevan, as you all are going into this town, you start to notice something. It's not as quiet as you would expect a town like this to be. And you hear some shuffling. 
and then everyone in the town stands up. Go ahead Uh-oh. and roll initiative as oh, you walk God. into this horde of zombies. Uh-oh. All righty. I think we should leave. I got a uh, 12. I got a 7. I also got a 7. Okay, Even's going to go first because he has higher decks. Yep. Okay, got a 1, uh, which turns into a 9 because <laughs> it's initiative and not an attack. And the zombies... God, what a bad roll across the board. <laughs> the zombies did roll a 19. Scary. You see this horde starts walking towards you. Three of them are able to jump up onto your ship. One of them is going to attack Beak Beak. That's a 15 to hit? Yeah. It just rams its body into Beak Beak for three bludgeoning damage. Oh, no. <laughs> Even one bludgeons itself into you for three damage. <laughs> How, what did it roll? It rolled a dirty 20. And Cormy, <laughs> uh, one, you sidestep out of the way and it falls past you. All right. Hmm. Oh, great. Okay. Now it's next to me. So that will be Cormy. All right. So what's the body on this zombie look like? Like, like they've been they've been kind of emaciated a little bit, you know? Yeah, they've been lying down in the mud. There's, they left some skin behind when they got up. All right. It was also probably just a regular, like, townsperson. Yeah. Yeah, this was just a folk. All right, so I'm, I'm going to yell, Grotta, step on it! And then I'm going to grab this zombie, and I want to throw the zombie off the boat. All right, make a strength check. Bullshit. Or a strength yeah. contest. Yes, get zombie. That's a 17. You just barely beat it. You see this thing's yes. arms, like, threaten to come off as you throw it, uh, and it almost stays aboard, but you yuck it. Go ahead and roll me a d20 to see how far you yuck it. Yes. <laughs> Nine. All right, yeah, you chuck it off the boat. Yeah. Beak Beak is just going to start ripping into this zombie. So this is going to be... Don't eat it, Beak Beak. You don't know what's in that. Are you chewing on plastic, Beak Beak? No. God damn it, Beak Beak. That's a GMO. (laughs) Well, that's a... Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) Beware of the BPAs. Uh, (laughs) That's a nine to hit on the zombie. Yeah. Yes. Like I said, it's just a person who's kind of falling apart. Yes. Like me. <laughs> well, I'm just, oh no. <laughs> what was this one? Uh, uh, gonna do the beak attack. I'm just gonna take eight, eight piece piercing damage. Okay. Second attack is gonna be with the claws. It's a plus six. So, how's a 22? Um, yeah. And that's gonna be 11 slashing damage. Okay. Yeah, this thing is on the brink of death. Well, again. Redeath. <laughs> Death two. The sea reanimation. Gag is going to cause uh, nature's wrath. So you see, he reaches out and just like a fuck ton of vines shoot up in front of uh, your ship, blocking the way of uh, a lot of these zombies who weren't very fast in the first place. Even. I mean, Even's not too particularly worried about this one that's on on the boat here. It says. Oh, hey, bud. I think I'm just going to throw a shatter out into the crowd. I'm going to go for these five of them that are right here. Okay. What do they need to do? Uh, They need to make a DC 17 constitution saving throw or take 5d8 thunder damage. First one got a 21. Wow. Second one got a 21. What? Third one got a 10. Fourth one got a 10. Third one got a 13. That was wild. That was really wild, actually. 
Well, the two that save still take half damage. Okay. Roll the damage. Uh, but they are going to take a total of 29 thunder damage. Okay. So uh, two of them entirely just like disintegrate from this shatter. Hell two yeah. of them are looking pretty bad. And one of them starts to disintegrate, but like almost like pulls itself up from the ground and holds on to this undead life. Grana. Okay. Where... Where is our goal again? Are we trying to get through this town or do we just need to get past it? I thought we were just like passing by and noticed that it was like just wrecked. Yep. Went through. Okay. I think I want to literally do a 180 with this ship and leave town. Okay. So I'm going to use my action to control the ship. So go ahead and make a, a vehicle handling check, which will be dexterity plus your proficiency bonus. That's a 19. Yeah, Grana, you take this ship, you you turn it, uh, you get away from the vines, and you lead this ship away from this town pretty quick. Uh, the Skyskimmer's a vehicle, so these zombies can't really keep match. Go ahead and roll me a d20 real quick. Uh, six. All right, you take out six zombies on your way. Okay. <laughs> Works for me. All uh, three of you make me a perception check. Five. <laughs> Grana. I'm busy. I'm steering the ship. I'm trying to get out of here. It's a 23 for Yeevan. 18. Um, Grana, you're you're getting this ship out of here. Uh, you all quickly make a large distance between you all and the town. From far away, Yeevan, Korameth, and Gag turn and see standing probably about three miles out is this incredibly tall, lanky creature just the color of shadow with horns and it just stares out Ooh. at you from the dark and watches as you all leave this town behind. <laughs> I don't want to find out what that thing is. <laughs> you all make your way north. Uh, it's a I think a little bit shakier of a night as you think about the village and what you saw after. But you sure. eventually uh, get through that night so you can all take a long rest. And oh, thank God. You wake up the next morning. The sun is uh, just rising above the horizon, and you see something that you've been looking out for. Water, not a river, but the sea. All right. You have reached the northmost point, and as you crest over a hill, you see that there are these ruins. You, you almost felt guided here. And as you look around, you see that there are these enormous buildings with these huge round doors. You see there are, you know, almost like these coliseums, these, these great cavernous houses. And this was the city of Overmost, of dragons. And you look down towards the coast and just off of the sea, there is this large circular area. And there are a number of pillars around it. Uh, it seems to be some kind of area where the residents used to go and, and sit. And curled up in this area is a dragon. And as the four of you crest over the hill, it looks up. And although you saw them in a different body, you know that this is Dask. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, 
shit. As uh, Dask spots you, they start flapping their wings in the air, and you see there's almost like this crust of dirt that comes off of them as they uh, flap their powerful wings. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, 16. It's a 21 for Yeven. I got a 14. All right. Kormith and Yeven, you see that underneath Dask, this isn't just like a regular courtyard. There is a large circular indent with a uh, slash down the middle uh, and a number of runes around it. And you recognize that this is probably the portal to hell. All right. The other thing that you notice about Dask that all of you notice, because it is hard to miss, is the fact that in the middle of their chest, you remember before there were runes covering their body, these inscriptions that had been made to try and transfer them to the body of this this dragon. And now you see a similar kind of glowing rune, but it is in the shape of an enormous eye. Oh boy. All right. So uh, everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Beware the hands. Nine. 16. I'm not good at initiative, y'all. <laughs> I got a 12. Okay, I got a 15. Okay. Dask flaps their enormous wings and they swoop down. There is this sense of terror that overtakes all of you. But especially, let's see. I have advantage against being frightened. Go ahead and make a <laughs> wisdom saving throw. I guess with advantage. Uh, all of us? No, just Grana. My first roll was a one, so do I get to roll two more yeah. times? All right. Whew. 18 plus eight, so 26. Good roll. Grana, you feel this sickening fear wash over you, and it's hard to fight against, but it does eventually back down and you control yourself. You are now immune to Dask's frightful presence for the next 24 hours. No, nice. But that does not change the fact that they swoop down upon the group of you and are going to breathe fire on all of you. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. And you better hope it's good. I'll say you're all close enough to Geg that you can get his bonus. Is that a plus 10? That's a plus two. Two? Okay. (laughs) You wish it was a plus 10. You even got a 22. Okay. With the plus two, I got an 18. I got a 16. Does Beak Beak take mine or do I roll for Beak Beak? I'll say Beak Beak takes yours in this case, uh, but not in the future. Okay. You all have heard about dragons. You've heard about how they were so powerful, and Dask meets that. Cormeth and Grana, you fail your saving throws. No. All right. Um, Geg and Yeven both save, so they take half damage. You all take Cormeth and Grana, you take 59 damage. Yeven, you take okay. 30, and Geg takes 59 because he is. Weak to fire. And Beak Beak, I imagine, as well. You're right. Beak Beak's got to get it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was... 59 damage. It's a very high DC save. All right. And with that great fire that rolls over all of you, uh, Dask lands heavily uh, on the ground in front of you, uh, shaking the loose stones and dirt, and lets out this colossal roar. Cormeth. Okay. Then I'm going to go into a rage. I don't think I'm going to survive this one. And I mean, that. with that being said, I don't know that there is anything else I can really do just other than like swing at Dask. Um, yeah, roll your wild search. Yeah. Okay. Seven. 
Shadows weave around a weapon of your choice you are holding, so it'd be Doom Killer. Till your rage ends, your weapon deals psychic damage instead of bludgeoning, slashing, or piercing damage, and it gains the light and throne properties with a normal range of 20 feet and a long range of 60 feet. And then okay. uh, reappears in my hand. So, okay. Um, so then, yeah, I'm just going to start swinging at uh, Dask, and that is going to be a 32 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Oh, God damn it. Really, a one and a two? That's what we're going to no. do here? Okay. <laughs> um, so it's a three and a 12 psychic damage. <laughs> uh, Dask takes 24 psychic damage. Yeah, all right. I like that. Okay, okay. So I'm going to roll again, and that's, oh, sweet. A 31 to hit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be, oh, that one was a little better. 24 psychic damage. He takes 48. All right, dude, we're hitting pretty well. <laughs> Damn! If I can stay up. Beak Beak. Beak Beak is going to... I mean, you still have more health than 75% of the party. I know. Yeah, but Beak Beak is... Ugh. Yeah, you see, he's he's singed and he's not looking very good. So what, what I ideally want to do is tell Beak Beak to flee. Like, at this point, it's very clear Beak Beak is hurting hard. Um... Yeah, what would that be? Would I just have Beak Beak disengage and and like move to the move he, to the side or something? Like, uh, he's not in range. He doesn't need to disengage. Okay, so I'm gonna have Beak Beak uh, fly 80 feet. Uh, let's see. Do you want him to be going up too? Yeah, yeah. Beak Beak out of the the same line that the fire was coming and just like kind of hovering. I guess. Yeah, that worked. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be Gag. Let's see. What is Gag gonna do? Geg is going to tap himself on the shoulder and use protection from energy to give him resistance to fire damage. Oh, thank God. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then as a bonus action, Geg is just going to take a fucking big old sip of whiskey. Yeah. And he regains four, which is the most he can get from his whiskey. And now he's at 69 hit points. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> uh, Yeevan. All right. Yeah. This will be interesting. So I don't want everybody getting hit with fire attacks every single turn. So I'm going to move over here. And then I'm going to cast a fifth level Dissonant Whispers. Okay. A favorite this episode. Yeah. It's it's, it's serving me well. So that's going to be a DC 17 Wisdom Saving Throw. That is a natural one, but <gasps> Dask is going to use a legendary resistance to succeed. Rip. Oh. Well, they're still going to take half damage, and they just won't have to flee. So that's 26 half to 13 psychic damage. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that'll but be then 26 like psychic damage. To- yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Absolutely. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to give... Or meet some bardic inspiration? Please. Okay. Uh, Dask is going to uh, whip around and make use a legendary action to make a tail attack at Yeven. Oh, Jesus. That's a 25 to hit. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, watch out for fire. That is 20 bludgeoning damage. All right. Grana. Oh, man. All right. First, I'm going to use my hex. Okay. And choose one ability when you cast Spell, the target has disadvantage on ability checks when you with the chosen ability. You can make an insight check if you want. Sure, yeah, I'll do that first. 
19. Okay. You get the sense that even giving him disadvantage wouldn't make much of a difference on constitution or dexterity. Okay. He's very good at those. He looks very constituted and very fast. Yeah. What was distant whispers again? Was that wisdom? uh, That was just psychic attack, right? Or wisdom saving throw? Yeah, it is a wisdom wisdom saving saving throw. throw. Okay. I'll I'll give them disadvantage on wisdom saving throws then. Okay. Hopefully that'll work to our advantage. All right. Sick. And then I'm going to cast Sunbeam directly at their chest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, make a either an insight or a perception check. Let's see. I'll do insight because that's much better. Um, seven plus eight, fifteen. You don't notice anything in particular. Go ahead and do the sunbeam. Okay, they need to make a Constitution saving throw. It's an eighteen. That will save, but they take half as much damage. Twenty-one half to eleven rate damage. What kind of damage is it? Radiant. And are you doing anything else with your turn? I should probably move back a little bit. Uh, you are within five feet of Dask. I know it's kind of hard to tell because he's so big, but you would get an opportunity to attack. Well, then, fine. I won't move. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's the dragon. Actually, I, yeah, I'll use my, what is it, action search? Action search? There it is. Yep, I got to click it. So I get one more action, and I'm going to try to stab with my Dragon Slayer short sword. Thought you were going to disengage. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, I want I want to use it to my advantage. Okay. That was an 11 to hit? No. Well, that was useless. You see that Das sort of like twists as you are uh, bringing this weapon towards their body, and it glances off of their armored hide. Um, so that is going to be Dask's turn. Uh, Dask is going to roll to see if they get their breath weapon back. They do not. Ooh, all right. Thank God. Uh, So they're going to make three attacks. All right, yeah. First one is going to be at Quirmeet. They're going to bite out at him. That's a 26 to hit. Oh, yeah. That'll be 21 bludgeoning damage halved to 11. Yeah. And then uh, you also take two whole fire damage. Oof. <laughs> then Dask is going to make a tail attack at Yeven, and the tail sails over Yeven's head. Oh, nice. Sick. Uh, and is going to make a claw attack at Gag. He's going to hit because that's a 30, but Gag only takes seven damage because he's a fucking beast. Nice. Cormies. All right, I am going to use, uh, this is an action, I believe. Um, I've never really done this. I'm going to use that scroll of Primordial Ward. Okay. Yeah, I was impressed by the timing of what a random roll got you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. And I should have done that the first thing. I shouldn't have attacked it first. I should have just immediately done that. But oh, well. Ultimately, it ended up costing me, what, two fire damage? So big deal. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and use that scroll. Primordial Ward. And that's my action. Is taking a potion an action or a bonus action? I think in the past we've said action, but roll me a dexterity check, because y'all have also been fighting for many year now. Sure. Uh, Dexterity check is a 13. Alright, I'll say you can do it with a bonus action. Cool, alright, I'm going to take a potion of healing, and that's going to be 4d4 plus 4 hit points. So, I'll take it, 16 hit points. Okay. Cool. Beep Beep's going to (laughs) chill. Beep Beep is, is hanging out, like, probably just trying to stay aloft at this point. 
Okay, cool. So then that will be Gag, who is going to reach out and give Grana 30 hit points with uh, a, a gentle touch on the shoulder. Woo. Thanks, bud. I guess he'll drink another thing of whiskey. That's another four. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I was going to say, I cast Hex earlier and totally forgot that that was a concentration spell and then immediately cast Sunbeam. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's... That was stupid of me. <laughs> it, it it do be like that sometimes. So Hex is not active anymore, I guess. Dask is going to use a legendary action and is going to start beating their wings. Uh, everybody make a dexterity saving throw. I got an 11 for a dex saving throw. I absolutely failed. Seven. You even got a dirty 20. Nice. Plus, plus the two is, I guess, a 22. Oh, oh never All mind. Right, you well. save. Oh, no. Nice. 22 is the save. <laughs> so, Grana, you take 10 bludgeoning damage and are knocked prone. Cormeth and Geg take 5 bludgeoning damage because they both have resistance and fall prone. And Yeevan, um, you're fine. Sick. Just a fucking windy day. Yeevan. Okay. Well, I guess Yeevan's gonna burn another 5th level Dissonant Whispers. Okay. I'm going to need to see a DC 17 wisdom saving throw. Cool. Wow. That's only an 11. Oh, nice. Neat. Oh, because Grana gave disadvantage on wisdom saving nope, throws, right? Nope, because that went away right away. He oh, just legit that, rolled really okay. bad. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a plus eight to wisdom saves. Oh. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, and I, I could have rolled a lot better on that. That was... Uh, 23. 23 damage, 23 psychic damage. Yeah. But it was 76. Yeah. But uh, they still take 46 damage. Not even. Even does not take 46 damage. Yeah, yeah. Um, you see that they begin to look uh, a little bit more bedraggled, uh, a little bit bloodied. You see that there is um, sort of like this sweat and this black blood creeping out from under their scales. Cool. Even's also going to move. Okay. How how far do I need to be from Geg to get the bonus? Is it 30 feet? 10 feet. And I'm going to move away a little bit. I have half my movement speed, so 15 feet. Or maybe I'll actually go 15 feet in the other direction towards Beak No, I lied. We're going to go this way. All right. Uh, okay. And then bonus action, I'm going to give Geg some bardic inspiration. Cool. Grana. I imagine you stand up. Yeah, I'll stand up. Okay. Hate this person. This dang dragon. It's open sky above us, yes? Yeah. Yeah, I'll cast Call Lightning. Okay. At fourth level, clouds appear, and then when you cast a spell, choose a point you can see under the cloud, a bolt of lightning flashes down from the cloud to that point. Each creature within five feet of that point must make a dex saving throw. Okay. So I'm, I just wanted to strike them like right in the fucking center. Yeah, they did get a 26 to save. Fuck. You see they shoot up into the air alongside this lightning bolt. It it doesn't hurt them, but it's sick. They take half damn it, dude. as much damage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You've been so unlucky with those saving throws, man. Jesus. Like, ugh. Well, I mean, uh, Dask has incredible bonuses to saving throws. Uh, yeah, I bet. So they They're a dragon. Ten, they take 10 lightning damage. Is that already halved? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I rolled it 19. So. Okay. 
Um, that is going to be uh, Dask, who lands back down um, and is going to try uh, and is going to um, stare down at Koromith. Koromith, make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, good. I was hoping I would have to make a saving throw. Um, that's going to be uh, an 18. Uh, that just fails. Damn it. You are Man. frightened for one minute. Wait, Bardic Inspiration? Okay. Uh, oh, Wait. that's true. You do oh, have Bardic yeah. Inspiration. What is, that? is that a D6? It's a D8. D8. All right. That's going to be a six. So okay. 24. You save. <laughs> Thank you. Man, thanks. Um, Thank you. <laughs> okay. So with that failed, you are immune to it for the next 24 hours. Thank God. But it is their turn, so they're going to roll to see if they get their breath weapon back. They do not. Oh, man. You see they bring a, a claw down on Kormi. All right. And they the claws go around your body. <laughs> Dask lets out this shriek of frustration as with advantage got a one and a four. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, um, gentle caress the dragon's claw. Yeah, Cormy, the ground around you gets just absolutely torn to shit. Like, these these claws <laughs> that Dask has are probably about the length of your leg. Oh, Jesus. All right, yeah. Uh, they swing down again, and they miss. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, listen, it's really hard for them to miss you. Uh, it's even harder oh. for them to miss you than it is for Cormy to miss them. <laughs> and that's frightening. Okay. Uh, so they oh, are God. going to change tactics and go to bite Gag. <laughs> uh, they very much succeed at biting Gag. Oh, no. You see they clamp their jaws down on Gag. He takes 11 piercing damage. And then you see there's this heat in Dask's mouth. Uh, and Gag just goes... <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he's currently resistant to fire damage. Um, so he only takes five damage instead of taking 20. Woo. And that is Dask's turn. Cormith, I imagine you stand up. Oh, yep. Stand, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to point at Dask. I'm going to say, this one's for Beak Beak's family. It was probably you that ended them. And I'm going to go in. Um, let's see here. Let me think for a moment. Yeah, I'm just going to go in swinging. Um, all right. Come on. Good rolls. 23? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's going to be 2d10 plus 6 plus 3. That's a 10 and a 10. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's 10 and 10 is 26 and 3. 29 psychic damage. Okay. Cormeth, make an insight check. Insight. All right. 12. Kormith, um, as you draw your sword, Dask turns towards you and you you shove this sword uh, directly into their chest and this uh, spray of black blood comes out. They are looking worse for the wear. Not close to death, but certainly a lot rougher than they have been. I've got one more where that one came from. <laughs> and so the second one hit. That is 2d10. That's a 7 and a 3, so it's 10 and 6, 16, 19 psychic damage. Okay. Damn, how much damage is that total? That was like, what, 58 and 38? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. It's <laughs> like you 96 damage. Goddamn. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, And that's going to be that. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's going to be that. Uh, is Beak Beak doing anything? 
Beak Beak, um, not yet. No, not yet. Beak Beak is still holding. All right. That is Gag. You see that Gag is kind of covered in some of this black dragon blood as he stands up and pulls out his long sword uh, and charges in. Um... Oh, you Come see, on, it just barely clinks off of Dask's armor. No. Um, the second attack. Oh, Gag is has two. bardic inspiration. Oh, you're right, you're right. He's going to use that for the first one because the other one was really bad and unsavable. Uh, yeah, he got a one, but that's all he needed to be able to hit <laughs> Dask. Nice. <laughs> so Gag is going to do uh, seven slashing damage and as a bonus action is going to do a wrathful smite. Um, so Das is going to make a wisdom saving throw, succeeds, but still takes, um, six psychic damage as, uh, Gag lets out this holy cry. Oh. Um, uh, Gag, uh, cuts his own cry off with a bite. Uh, see, let's see how you like it. That is a critical failure. Grana, do you want to <laughs> help him out? <laughs> yeah, I'll give the, uh, the all right. Bound for luck. That's a two. Uh, Gag, Gag bites this dragon with his frog mouth, and he's like, yeah, actually, I should have seen that coming. Forgot to Yo. put his teeth in today. Yeah, gumming him down. <laughs> even oh, though no. he's young. Gumming uh, him down. No, no. Even. He's ten years younger. Uh, Dask is, yeah, Gag is young now. <laughs> he, he just—he just still has a soft frog mouth, and biting a dragon with a soft frog mouth is not effective. Even <laughs> you see that Dask is looking near death. Oh, hell yeah! As they make a tail attack against you. Oh no, Fuck. you're too far away. As they make a tail attack against, I guess Cormies probably. All right. That is going to be a 33 to hit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Does that, is your AC good enough to? Oh, I wish. Wouldn't that be cool? It, for me. It would be very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be cool for all. Yeah. Um, yeah, why don't we get that? Uh, that's 15 bludgeoning halves to eight. Ooh, all right. Okay, you even. All right. Let's see. Uh, I figure we'll drop a, this is, this is not good. I don't think any of us look particularly good. Uh, I'm, I'm I don't. Okay. I'm looking feel okay. Any, yeah, I don't feel any particular attachment to keeping Dask around. So I'm just gonna... Yeah, I'm gonna drop a six-level Dissonant Whispers. Yeah, you you release another uh, Dissonant Whispers in this Coliseum area over, the, uh, over this door. That's a wisdom saving throw? It is a wisdom saving throw. That's a 21. Well, that will save, but they'll still take half damage which will just be normal damage, which is 31 psychic damage. Okay. You all see this spell cast out from Yeevan and it strikes Dask, uh, but it doesn't just hit them in the chest. It, it almost creates this slash across them. And you all see the light of this eye fade away. And... Dask collapses down to the ground and you hear them wheezing as they speak into your minds as well as uh, the minds of those around as they say, it is done, Kirith, come out. And Kirith 
steps out from behind one of these pillars. You see, this is definitely Kirith, but this is not the same body that he had before. He's now a dragonborn, and he is covered in these runes that don't look like the other ones that you have seen. And Kirith steps forward to Dask and casts Zone of Truth. As he casts this, you all are able to witness that Dask and Kirith both choose to fail. Dask, breathing heavily, gestures to this black blood of theirs uh, with a wing that is torn and injured. And as they gesture to it, you all look into this blood and see images begin to appear. And Dask says, there is much to explain and very little time to do so. Uh, you see these shapes move and change in the blood and you see a familiar face. Long ago, Promis attempted to battle the Light Eater, Dakrokan. Promis' heroism kept him off of the material plane for a long time, but he was insistent. When Promis began to close the doors that Dakrokan had tried to slither through, he found new ways instead. You see uh, Promis going through these ordeals to try and seal the Feywild, to seal these portals to other worlds. And you see this dark creature, not dark the way that a lack of sun is dark, but dark in a way you, you couldn't really picture in your mind before is dark. You see it reach out and fight Promis at every turn. In the ether... He found the Watcher, who was his key in his control. You see this darkness finds a beholder. The Watcher, Gobiscus, was driven mad by Dakrakan's influence as his power intertwined with Gobiscus's. You watch this beholder go from a normal stable creature to being confused and angry and eventually mad. The Light Eater Dakrokan had one agent in the mortal plane. He used Gobiscus to reconnect with them. Uh, you see uh, an eye uh, you see it scries onto the material plane and you see a shapeless uh, form that you recognize as an uh, Indoethir. Ans Flandir, whom you know as Gobi Waterwalker. Ans Flandir was a pure Indoethir and they knew well what needed to happen to bring back their patron. But there was another who sought them out first. And you see Gobi, you see Ans Flandir uh, in their natural form, uh, and they are beginning to wreak havoc, and they are approached by a dragonborn. Kelroth Shuathad, found in the libraries of Drimlel, small mentions of the Induithir, accounts by smaller heroes than Promis he put together. 
Kelroth craved power, and his role as a noble in the Empress's court was not fast enough. He sought Ansflandir out, and so the subverters began. You see it, it shifts, and you see Ansflandir and Kelroth above all this chaos. The subverters together founded the basis for Dakrakan's influence and reach into this plane. Kelroth, a trusted advisor of the Empress, whispered cursed words into her ears, driving her mad with paranoia. She began running the Empire in suspicious isolation, and some of the creatures began to turn in on their own kind. Uh, you see the Empress making these decrees that uh, separated some of the races from each other. You know, the goblins, the orcs, all becoming more isolated. Grana, you can even remember a time when there were goblins that used to come and trade in your village when you were younger. They weren't so isolated. They weren't so packed in together. But as the subverters begin to influence the creatures across this land, they become more isolated and more paranoid and more nationalistic. Hans Vlandir went to those races who felt abandoned and became one of them, radicalizing them to be violent, focused on their race above the rest. And so the Stone Fist was born, crafted by the subverters and enforced cruelly by the Watcher. After the Empress fell, the subverters rode the rush in the power vacuum to create a war. You see clashes. Uh, Cormeth, you see the Bolotat being formed. You see uh, all these battles that took place that were started by trouble from the Stone Fist. These two continued to push what the Stone Fist told them until came the Battle of Goresby. There, during a battle with hobgoblins, a halfling wizard managed to create a spell strong enough to break through the barriers Promies had hidden and make a crack to the Feywild. But not just the Feywild. You see this crack up here in something that you can't really wrap your head around. It is the plane itself. Uh, even maybe you are able to understand this a bit better. It is kind of like the crack you see into the ethereal plane, but it's, it's wrong. It's not something that's supposed to be there. Dakrokan used this crack to return in small part to the other planes. He sent in as many Indoethere as he could, pulled the strings he had worked on as the subverters made their path, and he began to win the battle again. Kirith and I watched our people be torn apart by this hatred of others. We realized it was wrong, and we worked to undermine this process. After all, we were overlooked as kobolds, but we lived in terrible fear since we were always being watched. You see these amulets of the stone fist all engraved with the symbol of the watcher, unable to escape Gulbiscus's gaze. 
all the time, planning in secret. You see Kirith and Dask trying their hardest to find a way to stop this. You see the imagery and the blood fades. It is unclear to us why the three of you have acquired so much interest from the subverters. But you may be the only ones who can stop this. Now, I will die for my guilt of what I have done in Dakrokan's name. Even a watched creature is still guilty of the crime they commit fearing for themselves over their victims. I recommend you stand away. And you all take a few steps back. Kirith helps guide you to a safe distance. And you see he watches Dask as Dask's eyes close and his breathing stops, laying over this portal next to it. And you see their blood goes into the runes and the cracks of this portal. And as you've heard, when a dragon dies, their blood sets aflame. This portal catches on fire and it burns. It burns intensely and you hear this great crushing noise as the only gate to the Nine House opens up before you. Kirith turns to you and nods to each of you and he says, I'm sorry that it had to be this way. The next time you see me, I will be delivering Kelroth to your justice and myself to mine. The Stone Fist is no longer the hand of Dakro Khan. And Kirith looks, <laughs> he looks at the griffin flying above. Uh, Big Beak comes in and lands. And Kirith sadly strokes Big Beak's side and looks at the burns and the feathers that remain there and uh, looks at Koromith and says, you must do everything you can to protect the ones you love. And you see he reaches down into the blood that has since gone out and he begins crafting and he places a golden helmet upon Beak Beak's head. And then he nods to you and says, we did not have a great goodbye last time I saw you. Hell will be difficult. Don't let it change you. And he walks off. All right. I want to give him a Werther's original. Hang on. <laughs> You, you Thanks run after for the help. him. <laughs> you give him a word. There's original, and he he smiles. And I give him a nod, and I turn back to my friend. Yeah. You see, he dimension doors away. I'm gonna put my arm around Beak Beak. Beak Beak lets out this like screech of contentment, and before you is a long staircase descending into hell. And that is where we're going to end our podcast Hell for yeah. today. <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> <laughs>